if you will, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. We could find it. Somebody say, hurry up, Brother Middleton. Uh, you don't know. That's what I was fishing for. Uh, before I was steered in the right direction, I was saying, this is, this is a big one. And uh, not that I would want it to be long. Actually, I would want it to be very, very short. But it's one of those settings of scripture. If you try to explain or, or, or articulate everything in there, we'd be here till I won't say when. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to try the short version here. Is that all right? And, and, and hopefully, uh, you'll get the message, and I'll have done a good job, and uh, we can all leave here blessed, okay? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. Verse 6, skip down to verse 6. But without faith, everybody say without faith. It's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of him that diligently seek him. If you want to please God, you can't please him with your works solely. says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. I want to talk to you for a few minutes. And to be honest with you, uh, this could go on for a long time. Faith is not a shallow subject. Faith is not just an emotional subject. Faith is a prerequisite to pleasing God. If you're going to please him, you're going to have to move, you're going to have to live, you're going to have to walk by faith. You're going to have to walk through situations and circumstances that you don't really understand. But when you've got a word from God, 
Amen. I said, when you've got a word from God, you can hold on through the storm. You can hold on through the difficulty. You can hold on through all the, the, the trauma that may accompany. But above all, don't, don't, don't lose your faith. My topic this morning is what... I want you to ask your neighbor, look your neighbor in the face. Ask him this question. What does faith look like? If it's something that I have to have. If it's something that's a must. If I can't please him without it. That I must be able to identify it. I must know when I've got it and when I don't. Amen. And I know sometimes in, 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 in this walk with God, it's really, really difficult because you, 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 we're dealing with a different elements here. We're dealing with fleshly elements. We're dealing with spiritual elements. We're dealing with trials. We're dealing with tribulations. We're dealing with all kinds of things. And sometimes you, you, you don't know. You may be seated in Jesus name. One of the things that I've picked up for me over the years is if you want to know the individual that has faith you have to look closely you, you're going to have to you're going to have to study that man you're going to have to study that woman you're going to have to watch how they respond because a lot of people say have faith but there is no response in them. There is no movement. There is no uh, action. There is there's nothing. They just, I got faith. But when I read my, 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 my Bible, I realize that in Mark chapter 2, we can go there. Uh, Mark chapter 2, let's start with verse 1. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive him. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him bringing one sick with the palsy, which was born by four. He was carried by four of his friends. And when they, had come, when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let him down in the bed wherein the sick of the palsy leg. 
Some people say they got faith, but they, they you know, when, when, when they're faced with obstacles, they're not willing to do anything about it. Sometimes they want to sit down on their laurels and just kind of wait until, uh, until somebody else comes in, so to speak, and moves it out of the way. But evidently these four, they had been carrying their buddy for a while. And I don't know if it was one, two, or all four, but they got tired of that. They said, this is far as we go. And they found out that Jesus was in this dwelling. They went to the door. They couldn't get in. They were more than tired. They were sick and tired. (laughs) So they climbed up to the roof and began to peel the tile off the roof. How ridiculous is that? When you've got faith, my friend, you'll do what's necessary to get into his presence. You'll do whatever you have to do to get into his presence. What does faith look like? You mean, Brother Middleton, you're telling me I've got faith. I've got to be like that. You're saying I got to tear people's stuff up. I'll I'll put it like this. If you've got faith, you might not have to tear it up, but you got to be willing to tear it up. You got to be willing to move past your obstacles. That's just, just one, one picture of faith. Now all, all are not that way. Oh, thankfully. You know, some of that's us. There's there's pictures of us reserved people. <laughs> now, Brother Middleton, I, I I don't see myself tearing up a roof. You, you 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 you've never been sick and tired. Uh, if 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 you're in a situation and and you're tired of carrying it. And the one that is able to do something about this situation. You mean to tell me you're going to stay on the outside. I'm here to tell you those four, they wouldn't let the crowd, they wouldn't let the walls, they wouldn't let the roof stop them. They started peeling the roof apart and then they lowered him down into his presence. Well, Brother Middleton, that's... that's I get what you're saying, but I don't have that kind of faith. You're excited about that? When are you going to tear something up? (laughs) You'll always find faith. You'll always see faith. You'll always find out if they have faith in their response. If they don't respond... And brings into question. You can't have faith and not act on what you believe. Where there's faith, there's obedience. We find that in the story of Rahab. And Rahab had her home. On the wall. And the spies went into her house and told her 
All right, you want your family saved. How many of you want your family saved? How many want your kinfolk saved? You want your friends? We want them saved. He said, Rahab, okay, as a favor to you, what we're going to do, we're going to come. But we want to spare your house and everybody that's in that house. Well, how are you going to know my house, Rahab says. We want you to hang a scarlet thread in the window. Now, I don't know. I don't know if they meant a a six-inch band of ribbon. Or it was a thread. You can't see a thread from far distance. But it had to be something wide enough that they could identify. But even before they could identify it, she had to do what? She had to obey. So many times I've... I've been in services and you have too. Where the word of faith is being preached. Evangelist is preaching faith. And we act like we don't know what they're looking for. Most of us, we kind of sit back and fuss about it. Look, Oh, he's just trying to hype us up. But what he's looking for, he's looking for your response. Because when the word of faith goes forth, there's got to be something that comes back. And if nothing comes back, he starts over again. (laughs) You ever notice how they, okay, let's try it again. And and they'll, 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 you know, because this thing, this economy of God works by one thing and one thing alone and that is faith and if you don't have faith you're going to find yourself stuck but Rahab she wanted brother Ben to see her family safe and how foolish it may have sounded she went ahead and she tied that scarlet thread in her window Now, I've, I've read some historical accounts and listened to, to Brother Yu in particular. <laughs> Brother Yu says everything fell down but Rahab's house. <laughs> the wall fell around Rahab's house. And because she was obedient, the Lord preserved her house and her family. I'm talking about faith. Talking about faith now. In, in, in our society today, faith, faith is a rare commodity. When, when you've got, you know, when you get your answers online, when you can do your own uh, diagnosis, Online, just, just, just type anything in your search browser, whatever that thing is, and, 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 and see if it won't shoot something back at you. It'll give you an answer. But how many of us 
accept it. Oh, we've heard people, I've, I've done it, and I had to catch myself. You know, I had a pain over here, and, and I wanted to find out what it was. Matter of fact, I had a, a nice little ugly rash right here. Oh, my God, I thought I was going to die because of what they communicated in online. I needed to go to the doctor, but I didn't want to go to the doctor. Then I started praying. I started praying because I didn't want to go to the doctor. And I'm like, Lord, what's up with this? Do I need to go to the doctor? That was my question. My wife looked at it. She says, I don't know what you're waiting on. You need to go. But I was waiting for an alarm in my spirit. I was waiting for a prick in my spirit to tell me whether or not I needed to go or I needed to just wait. Well, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I wasn't alarmed. I wasn't alarmed at all. The next day, I thought, man, you're, you're, you're pretty foolish. You, you're about to mess something up here. You're, you're 60 plus years old. You don't know what's going on. So, you, you, you know. You don't know what kind of strange disease you got, you know. I'm just telling you the truth. And then the next day, all of a sudden, it subsided. The rash disappeared. The pain went away. The swelling went away. Now, I'm not telling you to do what I did. Because Brother Middleton's known to doing some crazy stuff sometimes. But I'll tell you what I, I, what I do want to do. I do want to learn how to hear from God. And I do want to know how to believe God. And when I've got a word from God, I want to know how to stand on that word without being fearful. Because without faith... It's impossible to please him. You can go through your spiritual life without trying to, 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 to strengthen your faith. But I refuse. I want my faith to be able to operate. I want it to be able to work. I don't want to be tormented by what could happen. But Rahab, she acts. And she acts out of obedience to what? The men of God said. And so many times we hear a word from the men. And we say, well, I didn't feel anything. Are you looking for a feeling? Or are you looking for a word? Because if you're looking for a feeling, those feelings change. So what does it what does it really look like? What I'm here to tell you is folks, faith has many faces. It has many profiles. Has many responses. You can't just look at it one way and says this is what it is. Because you may have to act in another manner in another given situation. Does this make sense to you? Okay? Because the number one thing that I want to do here today, I want to stir up some faith. I noticed the other night when I began to talk about the miraculous, 
My Lord, have mercy. Brother Middleton, you still believe that? No, you didn't say it here. But I could still hear it. You mean you still trust the word of God? Absolutely. And if there's anything that I trust, it's the word of God. Another picture. Of course, it's familiar with us, and I'm using very familiar scriptures here. Uh, The woman with the issue of blood for 15 years. She's been operating under sickness for 15 long years. Here I was dealing with my little deal for maybe a week. (laughs) But how would you love to go through life with an issue of blood flowing, try to be as discreet as possible, flowing from you for 15 years? Wasn't a pretty picture for her. But sometimes with faith, it doesn't come from without. You're looking for the bishop or the pastor or your favorite elder to come and speak that word to you. And they don't, they don't have it. If you don't have it, do yourself a favor. Don't speak it. You might get yourself in trouble and somebody else too. But no one came to her speaking a word. But the word tells us, the Bible tells us that she said in her own heart, if I could, nobody else heard it. But that living word rose up on the inside and said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I could be made whole. This is just another picture of faith, folks. In her mind, I would imagine, Brother Barr, she didn't even see the crowd. The crowd was just there. But in her mind, she saw herself Reaching and touching, doing whatever she had to do to grab a hold of the hem of that garment. Of course, we know the story. When she touches the hem of his garment, Jesus backs up and says, whoa, what's going on? Something just happened. I'm telling you, folks, you don't necessarily need somebody else to speak. But if you've got a word down in here, my friend, and you can touch him. Virtue. Virtue flows out. Strength flow. Whatever she needed flowed out and stopped that issue. That's just another picture. That's, 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 just, that's just another picture. 
Some of us, we go through life and we, I, I, I don't have anybody to minister to me. You've been reading your Bible? <laughs> uh, nobody's given me a word, so I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> have you been spending time with Jesus? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I find that, that Jesus can speak when he needs to speak. And if we'll put ourselves in a situation where we're able to hear and receive that word from him. Amen. I mean, it's a wonderful thing to be healed in this building. But my friend, when you're standing at home over your own sick baby, over your own sick wife, and you know that within you, if I could just pray for them, I know my God is going to do the work. Amen. What does faith really look like? You see, we, we want absolutes. We want an absolute formula that works. Tell me, do this, 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 and this. Naaman had to go through that. A little old damsel comes up and says, well, if you'll just go and uh, see that old money Jordan over there? Yeah. If you'll just go dunk yourself seven times, your skin will be restored to you like a baby. Now, we're, we're, we're talking about a general. We're talking about a man of means, a man of stature. We're talking about a man who everybody looks up to. And here, this little housemaid comes out and says, uh, I got a word for you. What would happen to you? I'm going to use you, Robin. If Robin came up to you and said, the Lord told me to tell you. Would we have confidence enough, not in Robin, but in God? You see, the Lord can use anybody, anything, at any time that's willing to cooperate with him. Remember, he used a donkey. You know, we, 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 we want the presbytery. <laughs> we want the bishopric. Uh, we want the elder. I'm here to tell you, faith has got many faces. And whichever one that shows up in your house, you better be willing to acknowledge and accept it. Because that may be the very means that God chooses to take you to the next level. Does that make sense to you? So this, this, this thing is, I think we've complicated this thing too much. I've said it, I, I, I'm going to continue to say it until Jesus tells me to stop me. He hadn't stopped me. Everybody thinks faith is hard. Faith is not hard when your heart's right. But if your heart's locked up with all kinds of And Jesus himself. As a matter of fact, 
Jesus could only do just a few miracles in his own. It didn't change who he was. But those that knew about his carpenter shop, that watched him grow up, they couldn't accept that. And only those that were able to look past, to look past all of that and see who he was, they were the ones that were able to benefit from his power and his glory. Faith has got many faces. Many faces, folks. The centurion, I could go on. You see, this Bible that we, 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 we pledge by, we live by, is nothing but a book of faith. And if you don't have faith, its promises are, are locked up. You can read it all you want. If you don't have faith, in the one who wrote it, then, but this book is full of nothing but, but stories, especially, especially the New Testament stories of, of faith. Does anybody have faith in this house today? Do you believe God is able to do something about your situation right where you are right now? Are you sick and tired of your situation? Are you sick and tired of not having somebody? And it's just you. Just you and God. And you have to stand on his word. Now, you know... I don't count myself to be anybody, but over 30 years, there's a few places I've had to stand on the word of God. And there wasn't anything that my friends could do for me, wasn't anything that my, my, my elders could do for me. The only person that could do anything for me was him. And I had to get along with him. Be that in a crowd. You know, some of us hide in a crowd. But I learned a long time ago, the crowd's just like a school bus. Everybody gets on it. Everybody moves in a crowd. Any and everybody can get on the bus, but not everybody gets healed. But the crowd served its ministry because the crowd brought you to the source. Some of us come to church because there's a big crowd and we can hide in the crowd. And our needs go unmet in the crowd. When, when the crowd moves, we move. When the crowd stands up, we stand up. When the crowd shouts, we shout. The crowd got you here, but the crowd can't get you healed. You're going to have to reach out. 
and touch him. Amen. We're in this, this building here today and this, this, this tabernacle today. And some of us are yet hiding, waiting, waiting, wondering when your opportunity is going to come. But I'm saying to you right now, if there's something on the inside of you that says, Hey, I believe that preacher. I believe what that preacher's saying. I think I'm going to step out on the word and I'm going to believe God. I'm here to tell you that's the man, that's the woman. That will get what he wants. Get what he needs. Amen. Amen. But if you're looking. To have this. This pretty faith. This. 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 This faith that doesn't sweat. This faith that only perspires. Or even glistens. You don't want to get on your hands and your knees sometimes. If you don't want to press sometimes, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. Sometimes the preacher gets up and says, come on, let's press just a little bit. You can feel it, man. Everybody putting on brakes, air brakes. I don't want to press. If it was God, it would be easier than that. That's what we say. But you got to get past the flesh first. You got to get past your own flesh first. And once you get past your flesh and into his presence, anything is possible. When we're singing and we're worshiping, you can, at least I sense it. We reach a point, and it's like, if we'll just take two steps more, then God's going to break this thing wide open. But more times than not, and I'm not trying to be critical, I'm in the number. We stop short of what God has for us. And then we're relegated to just going through the motions. Anybody got faith? There was a centurion. <laughs> it's another, just, just, just another look, look at faith. He said, I've got a servant at home. Jesus said, well, come on, I'll go with you. I'll go to your house and I'll pray for him. And he'll be, no, 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 no. You stay right there. You just speak the word only. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about faith where you just speak the word only. All faith is not like that, but there is levels of faith where the word of God is released and faith is released and miraculous things begin to happen. Does anybody in this house have that kind of faith? Preacher, you don't have to come to my house. Just release the word of faith from where you, where you are. And I'll believe it. Just tell me what to do, preacher. Show me where to dig and I'll dig until I find it. Anybody hearing what I'm saying tonight? Today, I'm telling you, faith has many faces. 
But we, we swap stories among ourselves, and when our stories don't measure up with each other, well, that must not have been faith. I hope I'm not just beating my gums here this morning. This, 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 this need of faith is so desperate. I, you know, I, I hate to go back into the annals of time and, and pull out, you know, testimonies from back in the 80s or whatever. And just, but that is what we were built on. But I remember times walking into this building and folks getting the Holy Ghost in, in the bathroom, in the, in, in the, uh, where they, bat- before service even started, in the chairs, in the aisles. And there was a roar of prayer that went up constantly. Folks seeking to get into the presence of God. Have we missed it? I don't know that we miss it. I, I, I can't say that. But what I am saying is sometimes we've missed out on whether or not we should press into his presence. Do I want to go back? Absolutely not. But faith was real then and faith is real today don't cheat yourself and think coming to church is enough thank God for your needs (laughs) we'll say that again thank God for your needs Because if it wasn't for your needs, you wouldn't know the power of God. You wouldn't know it. How would you know it? My last little frame here, snapshot. Do you think, honestly, in John chapter 4, now we could go this down through this line by line by line. But y'all don't want to be here till 3 o'clock. Probably be longer than that. But you don't think that woman in John 4 who was at that well, you don't think Jesus went there because she was thirsty, do you? Do you think that's why he went there? That's why she thought she was there. But that's not why Jesus was there. If you read that scripture, there was a determination that came on Jesus. So much so, Jesus told his disciples, y'all go on and buy bread. I got an appointment with somebody. And I don't want you guys messing it up. Sometimes you got to get rid of the dead weight. You're absolutely right. If Jesus did it, you don't, Jesus wasn't feeling sorry for her because she was thirsty. The only reason why Jesus went to that well was because he knew she had faith. 
He didn't go there to give her water. As a matter of fact, I'm in a little bit of a debate here back and forth with a couple of my good theologian friends. Some tell me that she had something to draw with. But the way I read it, she nor Jesus had anything to draw with. And in that little exchange there, none of them drank a drop. So why was he there? He had an appointment. You're absolutely right. Well, Brother Middleton, somebody just went, went ahead of me. Well, Brother Middleton, it says she left her water pot. Go check the Greek out. I already did. What you draw with and what you store water in is two different things. The jar that she left was the size that she would store water in for her family. But at the well, Jesus says, what are you doing here? <laughs> She's like, what are you doing here? You don't have nothing to draw with, and this well is deep. <laughs> and you know, Jesus has a way. He just has a way of getting past all the superficial stuff and just <clears throat> getting down to the deep. And all of a sudden, he got knee-deep in her business. He says, uh, go get your husband. This woman had been traveling with a secret. There's some of us in this room that live our lives with a secret. You won't tell anybody. You won't share your secret. And that secret's eating you alive. Some of those secrets, you better not tell. <laughs> some of those secrets, you better keep between you and God. And But a secret nonetheless... But she didn't realize, folks, that he had a secret too. He wasn't running around telling everybody who he was. So they traded. You tell me your secret. <laughs> and I'll tell you mine. She... Jumps up, says, I have no husband. Jesus says, you're right. He's checking her out. You're right. And the guy that you're living with, he's not your husband either. Wow. As a matter of fact, you've had five. Oh, my Lord. Jesus, he just knew all the dirt. How'd you like to deal with somebody that just knows everything about you? Jesus knows. Jesus knows, but he wants to know, are you willing to trade your secret for his? Abraham was another one to travel with the secret. The Lord, he had an encounter with God. And God told him, Abraham, you're going to be a blessing. You're going to be a, your blessing going to be so great, Abraham. It's going to affect every family. Can you imagine Abraham walking to some place that he doesn't even know where he's going with this 
secret on his heart. Now, you may not call it a secret, but everybody didn't know. And he wasn't telling everybody who he was. But this woman, she was traveling with a secret also. I wonder how many people in this room right now. Somebody, somebody just ran up on a secret that you just, has been laying there. You ain't told it, you haven't told nobody. But Jesus knows about it. And if you're willing to exchange with him, Jesus is willing to share with you who he is. Jesus told the woman there, I forget exactly what verse it was. Y'all pray for Brother Middleton's memory. Because when it comes to remembering the exact scripture verse by number, that must have left with my hair. <laughs> Go on, laugh, get it off. <laughs> but Jesus told her, if you knew who it was, you want to know how I know Jesus knew she had faith? Because Jesus told her, says, if you knew who it was that was talking to you, kind of just snuck right in there. Just If you knew who it was that was talking to you, all you'd have to do is ask, and I'd give it to you. And all of a sudden, Brother Barr, much more of the discourse, but she says, finally, she says what Jesus wants to hear. Brother Jalen says what Jesus wants to hear. Brother Middleton, you talked a lot about faith here today. Yep. I want you to know what God's able to do. I want you to know what he's willing to do. But if you don't have faith enough, at least, to ask him for it. The woman who's standing at that will, she finally got to a place and she says, I've heard enough. You've convinced me. Give me this water that I don't ever have to come here to draw again. I don't want to have to come in the hot baked sun to this well anymore. But really, she's not talking about water now. She's talking about a peace down in here. She's talking about life in here. How do you know that, Brother Middleton? Just read on. Because the scripture says... They looked around, and there's a water pot sitting in the corner. The very thing that she came to fill up, she left it behind. Not begrudgingly, but feeling fulfilled. Feeling like, yeah, I can go another day.
Now they tell me you can only go like three, four days without water. It's the strongest uh, natural appetite of man. Food, you could go a longer time. But after three, four, five days of no water, you're putting yourself in jeopardy. But here this woman is who has been drug across whatever land that she was to this well by her desire for water. Really what it was, Sister Charlotte, was it was cords of love, bands of love drawing her to an appointment where I can satisfy that longing in your soul. You may think, well, I just made it here. I'm here to tell you, you didn't make it here on your own. I'm here to tell you that the Lord drew you. By his own loving mercies, he's drawn you into his presence. Where only your inner man can be fulfilled. He drew her to a place of fulfillment. And drew her to a place of purpose. In that purpose, after she got what she needed, the scripture said she went to the town. It says, come and see a man who's told every little secret I had. He knew everything about me. Come, is not he the anointed? Isn't he the Christ? I'm saying to you today, somebody came here today. You think thirsty. But more importantly, you came longing for a touch of God down in your soul. Do you have any faith? I said, do you have any faith? To look down into the well of living water and draw out what you need. Do you have enough faith that you can look down into the depth and draw out of it what your soul longs for? Why don't you stand to your feet? Jesus isn't here by his spirit. Because you're hurting. Although he is compassionate and loving, he's not here because your bills didn't get paid. He's not here because he may have used those reasons to get you here. But what he wants to know this morning is, do you have faith? And if you have faith in him, he says, come and draw what you need. Is there anybody here today that has any faith? 
I'm inviting you to come and draw from that well of living water. If you're tired of where you've been, you're tired of what's been going on, and you know you need something more, I'm inviting you to come and draw from that well of living water. Friend, this may be the first time here, but this is no accident. The Lord has drawn you here this morning. That your inner man can be thoroughly, thoroughly satisfied. Isaac and Isabel. Is there something on the inside of you that says, if I could just make it to the well, if I could just fill my bucket, if I could just, I'm here to tell you, there's a God here today that can help you. Do you think Jesus is just manifesting because you're thirsty? No. He wants to know there's a bigger issue. Do you have faith in me? Come on, let's cry out to him. Let's cry out to him. Let your own faith dictate to you this morning. Come on, let your own faith dictate to you this morning what your response will be. You don't have to look at anyone else and what everybody else is doing or not doing. It's you and your faith. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, come on and draw from the well of living water. Come on, if you need a refreshing, he's here to do it for you today. In the name of Jesus, don't let anyone's faith or lack of faith hinder you. Sister Charlotte, there's a refreshing coming to you. There's a refreshing coming to you. Raise your hands right there. Come on. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Oh, if you'll just ask, if you'll just ask, He's more than willing and ready to give it. He'll pour it out on you. Come on. 
Somebody needs to put their faith on display. Somebody needs to put your faith on display today. Come on, you say you got faith. Put it on display today. Let him know. That's it. Draw. Draw. Draw from the well of living water. Draw. In the name of Jesus, only He can thoroughly satisfy your soul. Drink. In the name of Jesus, come on. That's it. That's it. Come on. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Oh, put your faith on display. Put your faith on display. Oh, come on. Let Jesus see. Let Jesus see your faith. Oh, come on, in the name of the Lord. Come on, the presence of the Lord is right there. Come on, in Jesus' name, yes. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, only you can satisfy the deepest yearning, Lord, of my being. Oh, God, I want a well in me, Lord, to spring up, spring up, spring up, in the name of Jesus. You may not have anything physical to draw with, but if you've got faith, you can draw from the well. Come on, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Begin to speak those words that he puts in your spirit. In the name of Jesus, don't worry about what they sound like. Oh, just let them flow. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Come on, come on, that water pot was only a testimony of something greater, of a greater need. There was a greater need. 